Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. If God is in us, then what's happening then? If we yield to God in us, he says that I will lead you into all truth. We have God in us, and if we yield to what he says, what he thinks about anything, then we have it so. We have to also take this word and meditate on it, meditate on it, go through it from Genesis to Revelation. We want to, so he said, he also said that the Holy Spirit will show us things. He will tell us things. He'll show us everything that Jesus has given us. He'll show that to us. He, he, everything he said to us, Jesus said to us, he said that I will remind you of it. So what has Jesus said to us? What has God the Father said to us? Everything, he wrote it down, didn't he? Everything in here. So if I, if I read everything in here, and I keep meditating on it, reading it over, over and over again, I'm going to get a lot of it in me. But the thing is, I can't remember everything, but I don't have to because he says that the Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance those things I've said to you. So if he's going to bring that to my remembrance, then I'm going to have what he wants me to know about every situation. If I practice yielding to him and, and calling upon him, and getting before him, it'll happen. So I can have his thoughts. Matter of fact, the word says that we have the mind of Christ. Now, that, and that's, that's what the word says. We have the mind of Christ. And isn't that what we want to do? Isn't that, that what we want? We want to win the battle of our mind, control of our mind. So we have the mind of Christ. We got the battle won. We got the battle won, but we have to, it's, it's a daily process. And it's not only a daily process, it's a 24-hour process. Even when we're asleep, because God can speak to us when we're asleep. That's what I read in the, in the Word. And I, I want to, I want to be spoken to, to by him when I'm asleep instead of all these crazy dreams I get sometimes. And now you probably don't, but I get some of these crazy, weird dreams. I don't wait in the world, wake up and I say, man, I was dreaming some weird stuff, you know. I want to, I want to, <laughs> I want to dream some things and. That he kills me. And that's what I want. I want him to be able to speak to me 24-7. And I hope, hope you do too. So the first thing in winning the battle of the control of our mind is to conform our thoughts 
to his thoughts. That's what one of those Conform our thoughts to his thoughts. That's what I want. Now, I try to make, make it very simple and easy to remember, remember. That's what I want to do. Conform my thoughts to his thoughts. Now, I could say what I wrote down is that I must conform my thoughts, my mind, my will, my emotions, my desires, my feelings, my passions to be just like Jesus. That's what I wrote down. But that's not what I try to memorize uh, because I like to keep it simple. So I know that when I'm speaking of my mind, my thoughts, that's part of my mind. That's part of the process. So I know the rest of it. But I want to, and I underlined and marked it in Burgundy that I must conform my thoughts to God's thoughts. That's what I want to do. Conform my thoughts to God's thoughts. That's number one. Now let's finish Isaiah. Let's go to those verse um, 8, verse 9. Let's look at verse 10. Because that, that, that that's really, 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 really good. He says in verse 10, For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and we all experienced that in the past three weeks, and do not return there without watering the earth and making it bare and sprout and furnishing seed for the soil and bread for the eater. Now, let's, that's a natural. He's giving us a natural example of a spiritual principle here. Without rain, without snow, what's going to happen to the, to the earth? What's going to happen to food? If it's a famine, it's going to start to be a famine in the land, isn't it? Because there's no rain. Nothing's going to sprout. Nothing's going to grow. But he's saying that, that I, I've caused this to happen because as the rain and snow comes down from heaven and it, it, it waters the earth, and, uh, and to make it to sprout and spring, and spring forth so that you have food and so that you, you have seed to sow so that you can continue that process the whole time. He says that in verse 11, so will my word be which goes forth from my mouth. What do you mean? So will your word be. The same as the snow and the rain came down for a purpose. It didn't return without um, doing what he said. He said, that's the way my word is going to be. It's not going to return to me empty. It's not going to return to me void. It's going it's to not, it's a without accomplishing that which I desire. And what does he desire? He desires that, that it's going to be called success in where he sent it. That's what it says and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. 
So God sends his word. He sends it for a purpose. He says that whatever, whatever I said, I sent it for a purpose. Just like the rain and the snow, I sent it for a purpose. And it's not going to return without accomplishing what I please. You're going to have seed to sow, and you're going to have bread to eat. He says, so now, switch it over to the spiritual. My word's going to go forth. And it's not going to return either without accomplishing where I, what I sent it for. It's going to prosper into what I sent it. I said, oh, my goodness gracious, that is good, God, that's good. But see, I don't think we think that way. I really don't. Because if we thought that way, it'll make a difference. We think that way in the natural now. We know, oh, we need rain. We haven't had rain in three years. Well, you know it's going to be some some bad situations. If it hadn't rained in three years, there's going to be some bad situations. We're not going to have food. We're not going to have seed to sow. and have more food because it hasn't rained. But he sent it. He sent the rain. And so we have food. So he sent his word in Isaiah. Why did he send his word? Why did he send this word in Isaiah? 55. Why did he send that word? <coughs> did he send it? Was <coughs> that? Oh, that's a, I've heard that verse before. I've heard that verse before. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Good sounding word. And I asked you about the word next week. You said what word? I said you know, in Isaiah. See, we have, to, we, have to, we have to really think about this thing and say everything in this Bible, God spoke it. And, and we, we, we know it from Genesis that he spoke things. He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't make what exists from what existed. Nothing was in, in existence until he spoke it. And so we got to realize that when he speaks, it comes to pass. Whatever he spoke, it's going to come to pass. It's going, in other words, it's going to accomplish that which he spoke it for. If he says, light be, it's going to be. If he says that, Abraham, you're going to have a son. No, it's not going to be, you know, you it's not going to be a lazy. It's not going to be somebody in your household. It's going to be somebody coming to your body from you. And if he would have told Sarah probably the same thing at the same time, then we probably wouldn't have Ishmael. But see, he just told Abraham. So when uh, they think, well, you know, he said, you're going to have some. So won't you go to my maid? Well, then when he told her later on that, that you're going to, Sarah's going to 
have a, have a son. Then Abraham, oh, laughed also. So when he speaks something, it's going to come to pass. It's going to come to pass. I don't care how old Sarah was. Have you ever, have you ever thought about, about when Abraham and Sarah went to uh, Egypt? Why he said, well, hey, tell them that you're my sister, which she was, my half-sister. But um, why would he say that? It told us, didn't it? What did he say? Because I know you're very beautiful, and they're they going to they kill me to have you. So say you're my sister, and then they won't kill me. Have you ever thought about somebody who is that old being very, that, that a king would want her? Now, she won't know young chick now, was she? Was she in her 20s? No. No, Abraham didn't leave out of his country until he was 75. So, uh, Sarah had to be nine or ten years younger. And so if he was 75, she had to be about 85. You know, how many people, 85, you know, that kings are going to fight over, you know, and people are going to fight over because they're so beautiful. But see, God already is preparing the seed. So God's already preparing whatever he wants you to do, your marriage to do, to accomplish for him, your family to accomplish for him. He already knows. He didn't make any junk. He didn't. So I don't care what you think about yourself. You need to start thinking how God thinks. Because God made you. And if he made you, he has a purpose for you. If he has a purpose for you, then he expects us to achieve that purpose. He expects uh, uh, two people that's married to achieve a purpose. He expects a family to achieve a purpose. He expects the church to uh, achieve a purpose. We're not here just just because it's close to your house. He has a purpose and a destiny for Cornerstone, for Believers Fellowship, for the church across the street from that down the street, the church over here. Every church in Lynchburg, he has a purpose. And we are the church to call out assembly, but we meet in different places. So every place he expects us to have a purpose. And we are all created, it says, for his glory. That's our mission. We were created for his glory. So we're supposed to be glorifying God in everything we do and everything we say. Let's go there. Proverbs. Well, number two. We're going to go to Proverbs chapter three. Number two, 
What did I say number one was now? Conform our thoughts to be just like his. Conform our thoughts. Stop thinking the way we're thinking. Number two is we must totally trust God. Now, I know you can memorize that. We must totally trust God. That's what he wants. We must totally trust him. That's number two. Let's look at verse 1 of Proverbs chapter 3. It says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart, your mind, your will, your thoughts, your intellect, your passions, but let your heart keep my commandment. He wants us to be more excited about his commandments, what he's He's teaching us what he's telling us than we are about, about the Super Bowl. I know it's hard to believe. Right? But he is. He's more excited about what he tells us to do than anything in the world. Because when we do what he says, everything else will come to us. My son, do not forget my teaching. Let your heart, let your thoughts, let your your mind keep my commandments. Now, your mama said that whenever God tells us to do something, he likes to give us a promise. Because we can become like him by his promises. We can be protectors of his divine nature. For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. My goodness gracious. Did you hear that Miss Hollow? Did you hear that? And I can speak to everybody who's over 10 in this congregation. How about Anybody that's over 19? How about the 20-year-olds above? He says, for length of days and years of life and peace, they will add to you. So, that is a promise. He says that now, now, this is something that God says. Now, I'm reading, even though I'm reading out, out, out of this iPad, I have the Bible out here, and so I'm reading the Bible, and it'll be the same if I pick this up and my little things I have, I can turn to this Proverbs quickly because I got the little things there, and I keep that just in case this thing mess up. Because anything man makes, it mess up. So I had to, had to have, have, have something ready. Do I want to live longer? I'm thinking, well, do I want to live longer? Do I want to live longer or am I ready to go home to meet the Lord? 
well, I'm not ready. I'm not ready because he hasn't taken me. So therefore, I have a job to do, to continue to do. And you, you do too. So therefore, he told me, I can stand on this. I can stand on this. This is like water coming down, like snow coming down. It's not going to return. He said, lift the days. So now, I can take that promise and say, okay, now, what, how do I line up with that promise? My son, do not forget my teachings. I can't remember everything in this Bible. I gave you the Holy Spirit. He's in you. Yield to him. He's going he's gonna to bring to your remembrance everything I said to you. Do not let your heart, but let your heart keep my commandments. Oh, 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 my thoughts has to be his thoughts. Because he says that let your heart, that means my mind, that means my thoughts, that means my will, my all, all those, my passions, all those things, keep his commandments. So I'm going to have to, since he says, be anxious for nothing. That's what he said, didn't he? If he says be anxious for nothing, don't we worry about anything? Not one thing that I want you worried about. Then I have to keep that. And, and, and that's a, that's a every moment thing. So therefore, if I can do that, I stand a recipient of this number two. Uh, you see what I'm saying? This is what he. This is what he's saying. This is what he's saying. This is what he says in verse three. Do not let kindness and truth. What's truth? The word is truth. Leave you. Don't let it leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablets of your heart. That means your mind. Your will, your emotions. That means we have we have work to do, doesn't it? Well, if I do, do you have a promise for that too? Verse four. So you will find favor and good repute with God is good understanding with in the sight of God and man. Do you know how 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 important favor is? The only reason Lot was saved is because of Abraham. You know that? Now I know the scripture says, you know, that that, that righteous Lot, you know, these these, these people, you know, it just tormented his Righteous soul being in Sodom. But let me tell you. He didn't hide what he was going to do because of Abraham. 
verdad. ¿Verdad? Matter of fact, the angels told me, do you have anybody else in here, Lot? I mean, go get them. I mean, if you have daughters. I know you got two here, but if you have any daughters, you have any son-in-laws, if you have any sons, go get them and bring them here. I'm gonna, I can't do anything until you get you and your, yours. Get out of here. So those two son-in-laws who were engaged to be married, back then it was like they were married, um, they missed it. They thought he was joking. And they died. But they would have been saved. Favor. I want favor from God. That's what I want, favor from God. If God favors you, can, can you believe it if your boss favors you? If your boss favors you, there's nothing much he won't do for you because he favors you. You favor your children, don't you? I mean, you, it, it, your neighbor's kids is okay, you know, but you don't favor them. You don't do anything against them, but you don't favor them. And I know what God does. I know how it is with favor. And you you do too. You've experienced favor. 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 Verse 4. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. He keeps saying about the heart, your, your thoughts and your mind. And do not lean on your own understanding. Because we do that. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be health to your body and refreshment to your bones. Oh, I need some refreshment. On my bones. I, I, need, I need some healing in this body. Is anybody else in here like that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he says, what to do? Do not be wise in your own eyes. Well, if I can't be wise in my own eyes, what am I going to do? Reverence the Lord and turn away from evil and He told you to be in this word. Verse 9. Honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of all, did he say some? All your produce. It's just a statement he's making. But then he says, so your bonds will be filled with plenty, and your vats will overflow with new wine. And they understood that because that's the type of culture they were in. But isn't he telling us that? I don't have a bond. You don't have a bond. 
But I have a bank account. I have a savings account. I wish I had something to put in. But that's what he says. Your savings account is going to be filled with plenty. You're going to have everything you need. It's going to overflow. And we know what the scripture says about the person who has such a good crop. He says, I know what I'll do. I'll tear my bonds down. I'll be a bigger one. And so I can put all my stuff in it so I can say, so, so will it? I don't have to do nothing because I got everything up for retirement. I can just relax and eat and drink and be merry. He said, oh, you fool. Your soul going to be required of you tonight. And then who's going to have all that stuff? So, he, so we know. See, when, when, when we know the scripture from Genesis to Revelation, we know that he says this, but he's not saying it for you. He's saying, I bring the rain down. I bring the snow down so the, so the bud and bring forth. So you have food, but you're going to also have seed. He says that he wants us in, in Corinthians, he wants us to give generously so that we can reap generously so we can give. And how? You, you understand? He doesn't want us, you know, trying to get stuff for ourselves. He wants us to, to bless the poor, to bless the widows, to bless the, you know, the, the, uh, the orphans. He wants us to bless them. How can the church bless anybody if they don't have anything? You see what I'm saying? They can't even, don't even have enough food to eat. Now, now I'm just throwing that in because it's important that you don't think that, huh, that's what I thought when I first read the Bible, some of the Bible, when I was first came to Christianity, well, first came to church, because I was, I was a heathen when I first came to church. And I said, oh, this is a, how oh, I don't need Amway. This is the Bible. I got the Bible. This is good. I can retire from teaching because I got the Bible. Look what it says. God was just shaking his head. <laughs> so he's just waiting. It says in verse 12, well, let's go to verse 7. My son, do not reject my discipline or of the Lord or load his reproof. Verse 12, for Whom the Lord loves, he reproves, even as a father correct, corrects the son in whom he delights. I started now to put that in there because it didn't have anything to do with kind of what we're talking about, but it did. Because, see, we have young people who... And, and people who read the Bible and, and kind of listen to message, and they, they, they think that, oh, yeah, all I had to do is do this right here. I have faith. All I had to do is do this right here. I have. No, he's going he's gonna to correct you. And don't think it's bad. He loves you if he corrects you. He loves you because he wants you to think right. He wants you to think 
his thoughts. And so many people, and I, I've been one of them, that when something bad happens to me, you get the thought that, uh-huh, you know, you've done so many things wrong. That's why that happened to you. That's why this has happened to you. And that's not true. See, if anything does happen to me, God's going to turn it eventually for good because he loves me and he loves you. And sometimes he's after other things. And we can say all we want to, but Joe, God, he didn't have no favor of God. All this stuff that happened to him. Yes, Job did have favor. Matter of fact, Job was a righteous person. I mean, he, Job, he, he was. And he, Job had to pray for his friends who thought they were so much. He had to pray for his friends. So God's going to help us. Number one, we want to conform our thoughts to what? His thoughts. Number two, trust, totally trust God. Totally trust God because he, he loves us. He loves us. Now, I have two more, but as I don't know whether the clock is right, but um, it's right. So uh, I'm going to hold these two, other two, tomorrow. They, I mean, they, they, they're, they're good now. Anything that's in the word of God is good, isn't it? I have been given you the word of God. Have I not? Isaiah 55, Proverbs 3. And um, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you these. Can I tell you these other two? I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you because you might get excited. And want to stay. And we got to go out to eat. No. Uh, we got to use discipline. So, therefore, we use discipline. If you're not saved, like I was when I came to Cornerstone, thank you so much, Ms. Dorsey, for inviting me to your church. Then it was your church. It was not my church. It was your church. And it was so good. I've been here ever since. And I'm so glad, Sam, that you uh, were my, was my first discipler. I'm so glad you tell me. I asked you, why in the world do people raise hands in here? It looks silly. Why are you raising hands? It's in the Bible, Willie. It's in the Bible. So he would give me tapes. He will tell me where things are in the Bible because I wanted to know what the Bible says, even back then when I was unsaved. Uh, I'm telling you that I really I, I love this church. I mean to call out assembly. I do. Uh, because of you. And it doesn't matter what building we're in, the 
because we've been in several buildings. But I, I know that uh, God wants us to be linked together to help each other to grow. And I thank God for you all who have uh, put up with a lot of things in me uh, as I grew. Uh, I'm not through growing, but at least I'm not where I was. That was a pitiful sight. I mean, pitiful sight. But I'm better now. So I thank you for that. And uh, we're going to work with each other, aren't we? And what we're going to do with this, these, this message is we're going to practice them, aren't we? We're going to practice them. And I pray for me. I have a, a, a cataract surgery Tuesday. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm fighting, 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 fighting to practice what I've been teaching. Because it was a long, he wanted me to have it a couple of, a couple of years ago, and he, he really wanted me to have it last year. And I said, no, you're not messing with my eyes. No. No, no, no. I'm not giving the enemy no opportunity. I want to see. I might can't see good, but I want to see. And after teaching his message, I said, well, you know what? I don't have a care. It is what it is, and I don't care what people tell me, because Jack Van Grip told me last time, and he said, it's, it, was, it, was, it was a great piece of cake, you know. Um, but it doesn't matter what somebody say, because uh, anything can happen in a surgery, can't it? Uh, so pray for me, um, and pray that I stay in this word of uh don't have any care. Don't have any thoughts of negativity. Everything is good. Yeah. Um, and I fight off the buzzers, you know, who are trying to steal the word. So that's what I'm doing, fighting the buzzers off um, because I'm not going to tolerate any negative th- thoughts. So if any of you had uh, cataract surgery and didn't turn out okay, don't tell me. <laughs> don't tell me. Uh, Stand to your feet, please. What a great message today. All right, so I want to read a blessing over you guys. Um, May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Go in peace today. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.